This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is June the 15th, 2019. Strong hand, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is next. Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture deferral of gratification. Oh, we're going to be talking about that impulse control type of stuff today. Conviction, avoid mediocrity. All right, everyone, check out uh, disruptmeister.com, techbalt.com, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T on Twitter. Uh, yesterday's This Week in Bitcoin show, Jeet. I mean, I say you come to this channel for Bitcoin insider information, Okay. Jeet, one of my guests on yesterday's show, he brought the insider information. If you know who he is, then you've got the insider information. It, just knowing who he is, if you've learned one thing from watching my shows and you started to listen to Jeet uh, on Twitter, he, he sh everyone should know who he is. It just shows you how many 80 percenters there are in the space that Jeet is not a star. He'll be a star one day. He was on the show with Ansel and Alex yesterday. Please check it out. It was a great time. If you have questions... Again, this is the Beyond Bitcoin show, so you can have questions that go way beyond Bitcoin. We're going to talk a little Bitcoin at the start because I know some of you fiat freaks are going crazy right about now in the middle of the night. Um, but yeah, if you have a question, type in Bitcoin Meister so I can uh, so I can see see what uh, your your it'll get colored there and I'll see your questions. All right, all right. So let's talk about it, fiat freaks. Uh, it is, you know, back on the East Coast, I'm in Los Angeles, so it's uh, 1030 here, but in, it's 130 in the morning on the East Coast. And I guess about a half hour ago, right when I was prepping this show, the, the price spiked um, to uh, the, the high for the year. It's probably the high for the last 365 days, I would assume. it's a, It got to $9,200. It's over $9,100. So again, for me, I'm really calm. I you know, This is the Beyond Bitcoin show. I'm not changing the show. Just because there's a, you know, we're going to have days where it gets to all time highs for the year. That's great. I'm doing my show. I'm not going to make an impulsive decision and change what the show is all about. This is just another reminder. I tell everyone to have a strong hand when they're bad days. You got to have a strong hand when they're good days too. Don't sell out now. Don't don't panic. Um, will it be? It could be six thousand tomorrow. Okay. So uh, we, you can have a big smile on your face. I'm sure you're all happy. I'm sure there there are great reasons for it. Um, but just have a strong hand, uh, like the what does the shirt say? Buy and hold, right? Buy and hold, strong hand. I can't even see what I got. I can't see myself right now. So, anyway, be be happy. But here, you know, not that we're talking about the price a little bit. Uh, here's a tweet from Luke BP. He says, "Think about all the people getting deplatformed on social media right now. Now think about what happens when those same companies." also control your bank account. Now, Facebook is going to have a coin soon. Basically, they're going to be a PayPal competitor. They're going and everyone's going to opt into it. Everyone's going to be happy. Oh, look, I can send my money. I can store my money at Facebook. And I mean, yeah, and these are the same people that are like, well, it's unfair that Facebook censors people. Hey, know it, know what you're getting into, people. Uh, but at the same time, right now, Facebook doesn't is not a bank. But Wells Fargo, they are a bank. And they're basically very similar to Facebook and uh, other politically correct uh, companies out there. 
they'll cut you in a second if they want it to, to fit in, okay? They'll deplatform you. So with all of this in mind, what this guy tweets out here, why aren't more people in the Bitcoin? You should be in the Bitcoin. Don't be a no-coiner. Don't be selling like, oh, it what's a 9200 better sell and get put my money back into my Wells Fargo account. Again, you if you're complaining about people being, being deplatformed, um, the banks will deplatform people soon enough. Facebook will be a bank and they've already deplatformed people. So again, stop valuing your wealth in fiat, value it in Bitcoin, try to get more Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, there's still some people that are going to you know, want to play the game with the banks and everything like that, despite what's out there. And again, this is where the big boys play. These guys aren't hiding anything from us. It's not some big conspiracy or anything like that. They're they're like we don't like you. We're deplatforming you. We don't like you. We'll debank you. I mean, it's not. So you have an option. There's it, it, don't be a helpless little. Oh, what shall I do? I'm helpless. They they debank they, they me. No, just give the Bitcoin and pound that like button. All right, one two three no scope said Bitcoin Meister to all the fiat freaks. The U.S. dollar price doesn't matter. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. You should see how many college kids, mostly males, are buying Bitcoin right now. Think 2032 and you will win. Yeah, it would be great if uh, some females in college bought some. But I, I haven't met any. Uh, well, I did meet a, a, a female college age uh, lady in, where was it? in Taipei. She was from Paraguay originally, and she was interested in Bitcoin. But other than that, I haven't, college age ladies, I, I haven't heard about buying Bitcoin. But hey. It's they can nothing stopping them. Okay, nothing stopping the college age ladies, uh, college age whoever you are, male, female, <laughs> by getting the Bitcoin. No excuse, no excuse. Uh, and we're we'll talk about uh, that kind of uh, you know people trying to politicize. Oh, they're not enough ladies in Bitcoin type of thing. I think we're going to get into that in a second. I think I have that on the agenda. Who knows? All right, so moving to health, because everybody loves when I talk about the health wildness that I do here. Uh, you, So everyone knows that I every day I fast at least 22 hours. I do intermittent fasting. But when I skip a day, when I do a 44-hour fast or more, 72-hour fast, my record's 120 hours, I plan it in advance. I tell myself, Adam, you know, on, you know, in a week, you're going to take off. You're not eating that entire day. That's one of your 44-hour fast periods, okay? And by planting that in my head, I'm totally prepared for it. So this is – my body just knows. It's weird. It's the psychology. My it, it, it gets my body physically ready. So I'm not even hungry on those days. And again, I'm, I'm, I've done this so many times. Um, so I advise people if you're going to plan – if you're going to do a longer fast, plan it in advance. Tell yourself, say – Okay, on July the 1st, you are just not eating at all, on, and you'll, it'll be easier for you. It will be easier for you. Again, try to build up to it also. Do some intermittent fasting beforehand. Just, I mean, I mean if you've never done intermittent fasting and you want to just jump right into it, be my guest, but it'll probably be easier if you do some intermittent fasting beforehand. So, But but I'm, I'm sharing all this because uh, I've been – Last night I stayed up late and I had to get up early today, uh, take a shower and do some things. And so I did not, I did not get enough sleep last night. So you got to get your eight hours. I took a nap today. Nap lasted a little longer than usual because I, I do take naps every to make sure I get my eight hours in. And because of my my situation of going to synagogue every single day since uh, November, 
Um, my, my schedule, I, I've had to take more naps because I've had to get up earlier than I used to get up. And so I, to, so, so when I wake up from my nap today, it's like, I haven't done my work, all my workouts yet all because I, again, I, I'm very regimented. I do certain things every single day, every single day. And I just think to myself, you know what? I'm not even that hungry. I'm just going to skip eating today, today. So, so this was not, so this is going to end up a 44 hour fast. It'll be the 21st day this year. I skip eating 21 days. I, so the goal for this year, again, I set my goals at the beginning of the year is to skip a month of eating, which is what 31 days. So I've, I've got 21. Uh, once I eat tomorrow at 4 PM. Um, and so that can happen too. If, if you're, if you've got a lot of self-control, if you've got a lot of self-discipline, you can just decide on a dime, like, you know what? I'm not even that hungry. It's late. I don't want to rush things. I want to ease. I want to do my show at a certain time and not have just eaten and have to brush my teeth and all that stuff. So I just skipped eating. I just skipped eating today. You could do that too. When you have that non, when, when, when you can just have a lot of discipline, when you have self-discipline and you practice that self-discipline with Bitcoin, when you see all the FUD that's out there and you just have a strong hand and you're like, no, I'm not going to ever, I'm never going to sell or I'm going to sell after 2021 or whatever it may be. Anyway, so I'm, I'm trying to tie in my self-discipline and impulse control um, because again, I could say, well, wait a second, now I'm really hungry. I got to eat now. I got, no, 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 no. You control those type of things. You control those type of things so that you can, again, so it's, it's, it's good to, it's good to get a little extra fast in there. That's, that's my story. Um, another thing I wanted to add to people that uh, for all you social media fans, I never delete anything, never delete any of my videos, never delete any of my tweets. It, it, it gets you strong. It makes you have no regrets. You shouldn't have any regrets about what you post out there. And then you, you, you're pretty sure when you post something, this is what I believe. You shouldn't be embarrassed in, in the future. Like, oh, I, I got to get rid of this. No, this is what you believe. You can stand for something. Stand for something. These people who go around de deleting like half their stuff. I've commented on this in the past. It's just, and then, you, half, then all the 80 percenters, they don't even realize it. They don't realize that some of these content creators have deleted so so much stuff. Again, I post a new show every day, every single day. You can see that there's been a new show every single day. Um, health tip, another health tip. I stand like all day. I think I've mentioned this to everyone. Standing desk. I set up a standing desk everywhere I go. Um, and you know, now I'm in LA now. I just I put this. My standing desk is basically right now. I'm describing it to you. I've got a microwave, which of course I never use. I've never used microwaves. I've got it on top of the microwave is on top of the countertop. And then my laptop is on top of the microwave. And that just, for me, I don't have to bend down or anything like that. It's, it's, it's pretty good for, for a normal size, uh, uh, male. It's uh, pretty easy. And I stand all day. I stand. I don't, I don't sit at all. Sitting is, there have been studies that sitting's bad for you. I don't know if they're exactly 100% true because some of the people, the people who are who tend to sit the most, are the most overweight, also. Um, but if you're standing, it's blood circulating. You're walking around constantly. There's movement. You're in motion. Oh, and we're going to talk about being physically in motion and mentally in motion in a second. But I gotta tell you, I just see so many people. They walk up a flight of stairs and they're just breathing heavily, and then they just have to sit down and they just plant themselves. And they're just used to. If you get used to planting yourself all the time, you're you're good. You're gonna end up sitting in front of the TV and, and stuffing your face. 
I don't even watch TV. Pound that like button. Okay. Let me make sure there have been no no other questions. No, we just we got a lot of people talking in the chat. Glad to see everyone's uh, having a great time on a Saturday night at uh, 1.40 in the morning back home, on the, back in Baltimore, where I'm from. I don't have a home anymore. I, I still call it home, but I don't have a home. I, I mean, I travel from place to place. That's it. Don't, don't have – I mean, I go back to Baltimore to visit the family every you know four times a year. Basically, I'm in Baltimore. That's it. Module, module, said Bitcoin Meister, there is a peace that comes when hunger with hunger once you learn to be okay with the waves of hunger when they come. Can you speak to that? Well, it, it, I, I, I don't – to me, it's not registering as hunger anymore. It's peace. Like after a 72-hour fast, you, your mind does calm down. Um, and there's a certain clarity. I would say there's a certain clarity with a longer fast. And so you appreciate that clarity and you don't really listen to your stomach at all. And, and you really don't desire food at that point. Now with me, I've gotten to a certain point when it's just I'm not – with 44 hours, when I'm doing my – when I'm skipping a day, I, I'm just totally normal. It's just, it's, I go running. I'm going to go running tomorrow afternoon, you know, with a, with 40 hours of not eating. It's just totally normal for me. It, it's when you get to the longer ones, you know, 72. And again, I do recommend people at least uh, once or twice a year do these 72 hour fast because they, um, they, they say it restarts your immune system. Who knows what it does? It can only help. It can only help. These, these things can only help that, that I talk about. Um, and, and you might not be able, you, you might not realize it right away that it did something good to you you may never like see the results these are long these are long-term thinking type of things do you you live to be 100 years old i mean you're not going to notice that until you're 100 years old is it going to extend your is it extending your life all these fasts you don't really know you have to compare it to one of your siblings and that takes a long time god forbid you i mean you hope that your siblings can live as long as you but if they were not healthy and you were then you see um why don't I use microwaves? I, I like to cook food normally. I, I, don't, I don't feel like it, it cooks the food properly. And there's also, eh, it might be paranoia that it's poisoning it with the microwaves. No proof of that. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't cook it the same way as, as when you're in an, in an oven over time. It's just a fast, again, it's a, a microwave is this impulsive solution. Like, ah, I need it now, 30 seconds, it'll be blasted. It just doesn't sound very normal. It, you want it heated over time. It, oh, the flavors from cooking it on a uh, in a pan also. It 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 it, it, it takes longer, but it's it's better. Um, but the oven inside the oven too. That the flavors. Yeah, so that's why I don't, I don't use the, the microwave. I don't think it fully it cooks it properly. It doesn't don't don't think it, it cooks it properly. Anyway, but I don't. So uh, in conclusion, forty four hour fast. I don't get hungry. I really don't, I really don't, like right now I'm not hungry. I mean, I can, if I think about it, I'm like, oh, my stomach feels a little different. Uh, and then when you start to get to those longer ones, maybe you start, you do, you think about food in a little bit, you, you get this peaceful, calming feeling. All right. Good question. Good question. It pertains to the show. Very good. So now I'm going to talk about someone that I just learned about this week. And wow, I've, I've already learned a lot from this guy. His name is Yuval Noah Harari, and he's an Israeli, a, a very smart man. And he has, I linked to his videos below. I linked to a great summary of his book, one of his books, and linked to his Twitter below. 
and he he definitely probably is liberal on some things. Um, he, you know, I, I definitely do not agree with this guy on all of his politics, and he's a little bit beyond politics sometimes. But you know, then he's he's buddies with. He's got a video with Mark Zuckerberg. I haven't watched that one yet. So before you rip on me, oh, he's friends with Mark Zuckerberg. But try you can learn from this guy. You and again, check him out. Yuval Noah Harari, and I link to a summary of his book, which has all these great quotes from it. So I'm going to read you some of the parts from the summary first, so you can get a feel what this guy is about. One of history's few iron laws is that luxuries tend to become necessities and to spawn new obligations. Once people begin to enjoy new luxuries, they tend to become expected and then count on them. All right, people, this, that, that is so true. Um, everyone, you know, we've got luxurious cell phones. Now everyone must have a cell phone. Everyone must have, again, th th these were not necessities. And then Everyone must have a cell phone, okay, but they do spawn new obligations. You have to pay that bill every year. Everyone back in the day, there weren't ever there were mansions, they were luxuries. Now everyone's got a mansion. Everyone's got a McMansion. They spawn new obligations, higher property taxes, higher maintenance, more problems. Uh, and for me, part of my philosophy is realizing that and do not translate, do not do not turn a luxury into a necessity if you can separate luxuries from necessities still if you if you are living a life where you don't need those luxuries where you're happy without those luxuries you're going to have a happy life and you're not going to have these new obligations um so that i'm glad he put he put it into great words there at the 31 minute mark and and again you you can't count on, so many people begin to count on these new luxuries and they, they, they need them to fit in. Don't count on them. If you don't count on new luxuries, then you're in great shape. You are in, minimalist right there. All right, so 31-minute mark of this video. He talks about how money works because people trust money. People trust it. And this is uh, – if people ever th – th this is a reason why Bitcoin is money. People do trust money. He His whole philosophy is that there's just – in life, there's there are many myths, there are many stories, and and humans just believe stories, and that keep in that that's reality. Stories make reality, and that money is just a story. It is if you if you boil down to it, it isn't a real thing. It's just we have a story. Money is value. Money has there's trust behind it, and th and that's the story we all believe. So for those of you who say that the big big some people are like, oh, it's backed by nothing. No, it can become the story. People do trust it. Bitcoin is a legitimate story that people can get behind. All human cultures are filled with inconsistencies. For example, America currently values individual freedom and equality. But these two ideas, ideals don't always play nicely. What can I say? That, that's so true. We, you, you can't. If you have freedom, you're not going to have equality. Some people are going to do better. So the two, some two, two major stories in America today, there's some people screaming about, we want individual freedom. We want to do what we want to do. And that is great. I love that. I want to do what I want to do. Okay. But then some of the same people are like, but everyone's got to be equal. Everyone's got, no, everyone doesn't have to be equal. Okay.
Um, because if you make everyone equal, then no one is free. You've got a dictator saying, you get this, you get this, you get this. No one is free. So individual freedom and equality do not go hand in hand at all. We have their major themes today in America, though. I am for individual freedom. And with freedom, there's going to be a lot of inequality. All right. Let the compete. Don't complain. Pound that like button. According, and this is an, according to Buddhist tradition. Again, I'm no Buddhist. And he, he obviously was born Jewish, but he's into a lot of different things. Uh, according to Buddhist tradition, the mind naturally craves more in all situations. And all suffering arrives from craving. Don't crave. I don't believe that we naturally crave more. I, I don't, but whatever. But it's, it's a great point, though. Don't crave and you'll be happy. It is an inevitable rule of history that what seems obvious in hindsight is impossible to predict beforehand. Remember that, people. For all you people say, oh, well, obviously at 20,000 I sold because we knew that was the that was the high. Yeah, in hindsight, you knew that. You <laughs> Let me read this to you again. Apply this to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. It is an inve inevitable rule of history that what seems obvious in hindsight is impossible to predict beforehand. Um, so keep always, always keep that. It's the impulsive people who, who try to backtrack and say, Oh yeah, I knew, I knew you knew you should have known. Why didn't you predict this? You create a long-term plan. Okay. Because you can't predict the future. You, 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 you cannot predict crazy things. And here, here's the crazy things right here. There are level. What's this here? And again, read these quotes. They are beautiful summations of what this guy brings to the table. There are level one and level two chaotic systems. Level one does not respond to predictions about it, like the weather and weather forecasts. Level two does respond to predictions about it, like the stock market and an, an analysis reports about rising oil prices. The Buddhist philosophy of happiness centers around the idea that you are not the events that happen to you. This is great. Um, but you are also not the feelings you have. You are not your feelings. I like that. That I, I like from Buddhist philosophy right there. You are not your feelings. And you are not the events that happen to you. And if you know that, then you can know yourself. And that's a very hard – that's, I think, what meditation is about. If you just sit there silently and you're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not what's going on out there. I'm not the Bitcoin price going to the moon. I'm not the happy feelings that I get from that. Then what am I? Then you, 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 you should think about that for a while. I'm, I'm not a meditator, but uh, I, I do like that. I do like uh, that, that little factoid there or opinion, whatever you want to call it. Um, thus, if you – they are just feelings. Thus – if you understand this, you can realize the needs to keep chasing the need to feel happy or to feel angry is not. Yeah. So you, you don't don't keep chasing the needs to feel happy or the, the need to feel because they're just feelings. They're just feelings. They're not you. Don't don't go chasing those uh, those highs and stuff. Um, in other words, you have to understand yourself. You've got to understand your inside self. All right. We're getting a theoretical here. Um, all right. 
and again, I discussed it's all about shared stories and myths. And you, uh, he, and the funny thing is, this guy's got some deep thoughts. Uh, and he on YouTube, he's man, Jordan Peter, everybody rocks this dude's world. He's got 98,000 subscribers. I mean, they're like a big connect people have got more subscribers than this guy. It just shows you that uh, people don't like to think. And this guy, again, there's certain people in our space who will never find out about this guy because he is liberal and you know he he believes in some things that I don't believe in. But I again, this you should always be learning. You should always learn and be willing to learn from people who might not seem like you at all. I mean, this guy, I mean, really opened my mind to to a lot of interesting thoughts. Uh, he let's see, more people die from eating too much than eating too little. That's the word world we live in today, okay? For, for everyone that's saying, oh, the starvation, everyone's starving. More people die from eating too much than from eating too little. So we, I mean, we have progressed as a society. Uh, we, we live in such a, you know, a world of abundance. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, we, he talks about, uh, compares humans and bees here for a second. Bees, in order to rebel against the queen... I mean, they would have to evolve. It would take millions of years for bees to suddenly start rebelling against the queen and, and create a whole new story, as he puts it. Humans, we can change our – we don't need to change our DNA to change our story. We, we, we can – there have been communist rebellions. There have been just new ways of, of living lives. That, that's, we, we can change our lives so easily by changing our stories. We don't need to evolve. In order to just change the whole way we do business and that that separates us from the animals things are changing so fast in this world that you have to constantly be learning in life pound that like button that was one of my biggest takeaways from this dude all right yeah we are living in a world where things are changing so fast so always be learning always be not always be closing Always be learning, constantly be learning. And that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to encourage everyone on the show to do. That's what I'm doing every week when I present this show, the topics that I find out. I, I tell you what I've learned during this week. If you are constantly learning, you are a, you are ahead of the game. Because so many people out there don't realize that now. They don't realize they have to be constantly learning to be successful. If you're constantly learning, you're so ahead of the game, you're able to restart. People are not able to restart their lives if they wanted to. Again, reinvent themselves. You should be able to do that. You should be able to do that. Have that ability with the knowledge that you've acquired. Uh, so for success, always be learning. And again, we live in a world today where people don't want to do it. They want the government to take care of it. They want, uh, what's it, the, the, the Andrew Yang uh, solution, the, the welfare solution. Uh, I, I don't want to move. I don't want to reinvent myself. I don't want to learn. Just cut me a check and I'll be great. I mean, again, that's what, hey, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. You could take that lazy stance. You don't have to be, it's constantly learning is the ultimate in being in motion. And that is something that I, have, again, if you were constantly, le constantly learning about Bitcoin and crypto, look at how, how much you could have done by now that you would have known to be holding all this time and your wealth would have increased by so much had you started learning about Bitcoin in 2016, even in 2016, I'm not talking about 2013 when I was learning about it. So every day I'm learning when I'm prepping from a show, for a show, uh, this show or the other shows. And I don't know if the masses will ever wake up to this. 
So we have the tools at our fingertips thanks to the internet. There's no excuses why you should not be in motion and constantly learning. Uh, and finally, well, okay, we, we've, I, I, no, not finally. Desires become needs. I, I, I talked about that. Uh, luxuries become necessities. Uh, that, and again, these, these sent, you're validated by the centralized fitting in uh, narrative that we live in in, in popular culture that, that says, well, no, this luxury is now a necessity. So if you don't have this luxury, you're not fitting in. And, and that's what I've been saying. You do not, do not appeal. Don't let centralized authorities validate what makes you happy, what you need, okay? And give up that story. Give up the story of naturally expanding luxuries into needs. That isn't natural. I don't think it is natural for uh, a luxury to now become a need, to become a necessity. I don't. If you can break away from that story that, yes, now that everyone's got an iPhone, I need an iPhone or I'm going to be very unhappy. No. Be able to break away from that story and you will have more freedom and you will be uh, a more productive, happier person. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you'll have your true needs fulfilled. Okay, you will have your true needs fulfilled if you break away from the narrative that a luxury is now a need. And uh, yeah, but again, people try to fit in and to force uh, luxuries into into being needs, and they don't they don't. It's it's not it's not a necessity. It's 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 going to lead to more obligations, as I said before. So it used to be luxurious to be famous. I mean, it was, it was, look, you looked at the stars. There's so, there's so few stars out there. Now everyone expects it. Everyone expects to be famous. That luxury has become a need. And that is one of the easiest luxuries that you do not need, that you need to break away from. Don't get caught up in this social media matrix where you need to be a star, where you need to put everything out there. You end up wasting all your time posting pictures, being on Facebook, arguing about uh, virtue signaling about the president to, to help that you go viral, okay? It is not, it is a luxury to be famous. If you happen to get, go viral, that is great, okay? Great, good for you. You got famous, that's great. But it is not a necessity. But the social, what everyone is falling into, the trap that everyone is falling into, and they're blaming social media companies on it. No, it's your own fault for falling into it. You don't need to be famous. They're telling you you need to be famous. They're telling you that. Yeah, of course they're telling you that. You don't need to fall for it. It's a luxury to be famous. It is, it is something you do not need in life. And when you get that luxury, there are more obligations, incredible obligations, obligations that make it pretty darn sad and you, you keep you need that hit over and over again all right so moving again this is all all that that i just said was inspired by this dude yuval whatever his whole name is <laughs> he is linked to below you guys should watch him and yeah no you'll, you'll be able to tell pretty immediately that i do not agree with everything um he is a vegan and I, let's not even get into that now okay um so we, there are a lot of people out there that love to scream, corporate welfare is not good. How can you complain about people getting welfare checks? All these corporations are getting welfare checks also. Okay, that's that's not a good argument, all right? I don't, I don't believe in corporate welfare. I don't believe in individuals getting uh, living off the government either, okay? But I want you to think about something real quick before you try to put virtue signal 
about those on welfare. Oh, they can't help themselves. They need it. They need it. They, I, I was running in LA the other day and I ran by the Little Caesars on uh, Santa Monica Boulevard, okay, near East Hollywood, but between, it doesn't matter where it is, okay. Um, and there are these overweight people who appear to not be from our country originally. And I'll put it nicely. And they, they're, they got their little Caesars. They got tons of little Caesars with their, and she, she's got her four kids in front of her with her little Caesars. And this is, this is the thing guys, the, the, if you don't like corporate welfare, then you shouldn't like that welfare either, because it's just a delivery mechanism to get those corporations, their money. It's just, they're being used as a delivery mechanism. They get their welfare check and then they spend it on little Caesars. Okay. They don't go to the supermarket to, because they're too late to cook their own food. No, they go to little Caesars and it just, they are being used as a, as a living delivery mechanism to get these corporations, their, uh, their part of their corporate welfare. Again, some of them may get tax, tax breaks. And I don't believe in that either, but the whole, any welfare is is corrupt it is corrupt it is not going to be used for what it, it's needed and these big corporations they, of course the virtue signal oh yeah the, oh, we we love that people or get their uh, welfare checks it's great we welcome them into our stores of course they do they're the delivery mechanism of free of our money of the taxpayer money to them so that, that just when i was running i was just this is but again i opt out of the whole thing i'm i don't value my wealth in dollars i'm i don't I'm not part of the welfare dollar machine. I am into Bitcoin. I am in the Bitcoin overlay. But hey, I comment on the stuff. I comment on it, okay? I comment on what I see out there. And I, I just want to put it out there to all you people who are virtue signaling about how it's so great that uh, you can come to this country and get checks. And, and then you're, just, you're enriching little Caesars. Great. Good for you. Good. Pound that like button. God, you know, LA can be post-apocalyptic and uh and th that was post-apocalyptic to me too in a way to see i mean it, everyone's part of this machine they get fat and on poisons and, and we're paying for it and they don't stop and then they they live off of i mean you do not want to get in that situation when they, then you eventually rely on the government to take care of you when you've got diabetes and stuff but when i uh uh, when I, I said I visited a, a fellow Bitcoiner in uh, what was it, east of Pasadena, a, a couple weeks ago, and he was very generous, and he got me an, an Uber back here. So man, we're, I'm getting off the highway, and he's like, you know, I don't do I, I. The way I got out there was by the public transportation system. But hey, if he's going to offer me an Uber, I'm not going to turn it down. A very great guy, by the way. Thank you very much for the Uber. So we're coming off the uh, the Uber. He's being told to. Uh, get off the highway and we're under we, the, the off-ramp was really weird and we're under the highway and all of a sudden there are all these hispanic people selling flowers and they're like it's just way too many of them like who the heck is going to stop when you're going like 50 off of an off-ramp to even do this and some of the women were actually attractive and i just uh, then i afterwards i'm like oh my god is that that's probably not the only thing they sell is it <laughs> to make extra money it was just like it, it was post-apocalyptic it was like it was like from some movie like garbage cans scattered everywhere it's kind of dark and, and there's just selling flowers stand after stand after stand and 
there's bums underneath there too. Uh, yeah, man, what, what does the world come to? <laughs> that, that's what was going through my head. So, hey, their, their story of the day. Uh, and they're, ha they're hanging out under that underpass on a Sunday all day long, hoping that somebody stops and I guess gives them a $10 bill for the, the bouquet. I mean, can't you just buy them at a, a regular store? I, I don't know what's going on there, okay? And uh, yeah, that I guess the women, they might, as it gets darker, they might become ladies of the night. I hope not. I mean, that's that's un, that's really unfortunate. People have to live that way, what, what I saw what I saw out there. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's personal responsibility. If you come to this country, have a plan. Um, don't, don't bet it all on uh, getting a check from the gov. And uh, try to live within your means. Live with it. Don't don't go. I mean, you don't need Little Caesars. You, you don't need to get Little. You don't need carry out. I think a lot of people come to this country and they're like, oh, this is faster. I'll just I'll just do what everybody else is doing. I'll get the carry out. People don't know how to budget. People don't know. People are buying a lot of impulsivity out there. Definitely um, long term thinking. You won't get into this type of situations. You won't be selling flowers underneath a bridge in L.A. while Adam is sitting in the uh, air conditioned. Uh, uber that somebody else paid for i mean that's i mean that's the harsh reality of the world today dudes um when we're talking about equality and freedom to to this i've decided i've gone my own way i've gone my own way i have true freedom and uh you know people pay for me to do things while on the, on the other side we have uh people that are totally dependent on the system and then become broke and have to do very desperate things and aren't aren't very comfortable at all all right, here is a uh, the the Space Channel dude, Anton Petrov. I linked to him below because he's got a pretty good channel. I'm not the biggest fan of his, but he lists a Bitcoin address under there. I get a get the guy's a smart guy. He's gotten three Bitcoin donations. He's never uh, cashed them out. I list his address and I list his channel. If you don't know who Anton uh, Petrov is. He's one of the guys at the space videos that are entertaining. Module Module sent me two bucks. Cheers, he says. Cheers indeed. Uh, he says, taken to its final end, does Bitcoin take away the power from government by sheltering private wealth from taxes? Could we come to a day when governments have to woo us to donate? No, because of what I just said. There's going to be 80 percenters that are going to be dependent on the welfare dollar. They will be dependent on the Fed coin. They will be taxed. Um, they will every penny they make and spend will be known. So the government will just uh, they will be their tax slave farm. And then there will be some people that opt out in, opt out and live in the Bitcoin realm. But it won't be it won't bring the government down. The gov government will always have its voluntary uh, tax slaves who are impulsive, who cannot plan. And uh, no, I, I don't. There's a lot of people that think Bitcoin is going to you know just redo the way government taxes and it, 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 redo the way government is set up. And it might make it a little bit more efficient in terms of the way. That it'll have a Fed coin. That's what it's going to force the government into is totally – and maybe not even force it into. But the, the governments are going toward totally monitored digital currency, uh, social credit ratings type of stuff. Uh, so if you're in Bitcoin, you don't have to worry about that stuff. Uh, one, two, three, no scope said, Bitcoin Meister, certain luxuries are for the impulsive. It's crazy to think about – how much purchasing power one Bitcoin is going to have by 2032. But still, all I want is freedom and time and with family. Dude, yeah, value that time with your family. Seriously. 
Cast Iron Skillet, my favorite Bitcoin Meister. Good one, Zach. That's a good way to cook. It's better than a microwave. Uh, all right. And again, when you, <laughs> when you get this microwave, when you get that microwave mentality, then you're more prone to get those overpriced microwave dinners at the food store instead of you know getting fruit, getting vegetables, getting real food. And again, don't go through crazy on fruit, but getting real food that you can cook on a hot, a hot plate. A hot plate is better than a microwave. You put your pan on it and you cook on there. It's healthy. It's great. Um, but you, you get that microwave mentality. Sure, it's cheap to buy a microwave, and, but then you just buy – you're buying more and more of these microwave meals. You're not filled. You get sick. You get cancer. It costs you more in the long run. You become dependent on the government. Um, hey, but you can heat up your Papa John's in there, right, or your uh, – <laughs> You can, and that's the, that's the funny thing too. It actually tastes better to heat up food in an oven than in a microwave. But uh, the people who are still going out to eat and and, and giving the corporate welfare to the uh, little Caesars of the world, they're going to microwave it. Uh, if they're probably just going to toss it, they're not even going to keep their leftovers. That's how impulsive some of these people are. Nothing wrong with leftovers, dudes. Leftovers taste great the next day. Uh, and I, I talked about that on, on, on a previous video. But don't throw away food. Americans, even the poorest of Americans throw away food. It's disgraceful. They have, there's no excuse. There's a, they're poor and they throw away food that could be eaten. It's, it's just the way of America. Again, personal responsibility. I'm not trying to vilify these dudes. They, they do what they do. They do what they do. I'm analyzing what they do, okay? I'm analyzing what they do. They put it right in your face, too. Uh, uh, what did I skip here? I skipped a lot. Uh, but we still, we were, okay, we got time here. What time did I start at? And we start, uh, well, no, we don't have that much time. Uh, I talked about the Little Caesars. Sorry, guys, I, I lost track here. All right, here's a tweet from uh, SHL. You can have a conversation with a few people at a time. Your blog posts can be read by thousands of people at a time. Your products can be used by millions of people at a time. Productize yourself to scale yourself. I like that. Not everyone can make products out of, their, of themselves. You should shoot that. You should shoot for that, okay? That's like the highest level of scaling yourself. But I, I mentioned on a few shows that you, people want to have conversations with you and that's great, but you cannot go around. People always – let's have a business meeting. Let's have a, that's not the best use of your time, okay? Try to reach as many people with your message as possible at a time, and you will get you'll – get you'll be just more so in motion than just being in motion with one person. Again, and value your time. If someone really wants to have a, a meeting with you, charge them, okay? I mean put your, your – time is money. Time is money. But uh, if you find yourself just all day – having one conversation after one conversation after one and you're saying the same thing, figure out a way to scale yourself, put it into blog form. Okay. Like me this way, I'm, I'm putting all my thoughts out there. So I don't have to, uh, you know, it, it, I'm spreading the word much more efficiently than if I was just having meetings with one people, you know, trying to sell myself. All right. So that's an interesting tweet and, uh, eventual goal products, productize yourself. Okay. Here's a tweet from, and I'm not blaming anyone. I'm reading this uh, tweet. Go ahead. Tell me again how liberal political 
uh, theory has nothing to do with this. I'm ready. And he was commenting on a article alone. The decline of family has unleashed an epidemic of loneliness. Okay, so I am not a lonely man. So I can, I can look at this from the outside. Indeed, I love my, having a family. That is your base. You will never be lonely if you have a family. And liberal political theory has basically said, you know, you don't need a family. You don't need family values. Do what feels good. Do drugs. Have party all the time. And yeah, I, I party, and it doesn't bring bring superficial stuff. You need a base. You need a base. So I'm not good. I'm not scapegoating liberal political theory here. Like again, instead of blaming, instead of blaming, you can still have family values. You can go back to basics with stuff with real meaning, and you don't have to fit in. So I think um, a lot of people, liberal political theory is part of mainstream society today. It really is. And to, so if you, if you say, oh, you're approved if you're against it. So everyone tries to fit into that. And there isn't much meaning. The family has declined. There, there are less people are like, oh, you should, it's, it's all right if you don't have a dad. You just need a mom. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the Little Caesars of pizza, okay? Mom, it's it's and the obese children and the obese mom with the little seizures. There's the proof. You, it's good to have traditional values. It's good to be healthy. It, you know, it's it's good not to go for the 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 adrenaline shot. But uh, the centralized uh, fitting in mechanisms say, yeah, do what you're gonna do. There's nothing wrong. You can, you can continue that lifestyle forever. All right. And, and, and so many people become lonely because of it because there's nothing. At the end of the day, you're just sitting there with your pizza getting fatter and you have no family, you have no dad, you have nothing. Uh, so, I, hey, do it, choose what you're going to do. My recommendation is try to find some value, try to hang with your family, appreciate your family, um, and don't, don't, don't try to do too many crazy things uh, because, and, and don't be unhealthy. All right. Here, speaking about unhealthy and the state, in uh, state, this is what I'm about to read is state controlled industry picking favorites. This is from uh, Maryland, where I'm, I'm from originally. Uh, m medical pot applications uh, call for diversity. Maryland's attempt to promote diverse ownership in the medical cannabis industry has attracted more than 160 applications from firms seeking to score one of the state's 14 new licenses. Uh, more than a year after state lawmakers and Governor Larry Hogan passed the law to boost participation by minority and women-owned businesses, the Maryland Medical Cannabis Commission announces that competition will be fierce for the four cannabis-growing licenses and 10 for processing the plant into medical products. So, okay, there's marijuana out there and states are regulating it. They're saying, if you wanna sell marijuana, we gotta give you a license. Now, again, I think, I, I don't know why people even mess with that stuff, why they wanna smoke with that stuff, smoke with that stuff, do that stuff. That's your business. I don't think it's very healthy at all, okay? But in, in every state, you know, all states all across the country now, they are, they've taken charge of this industry. And in Maryland, you, 
you can get one of these licenses to sell this stuff if you are part of a minority. You get you're favored. I mean, how is this? <laughs> this is what you get into when you're dealing with the state. Okay, you you get this privilege. Um, you, you get you get a uh, advantage over other people because you're a woman or a minority. And what it ends up happening is that regular white dudes just uh, register their wife as the uh, applicant. I mean, it's, you see it all the time. So it makes, it, it isn't really getting my, more minorities in. And everyone says, oh, it's so great that I'm able to get weed now or whatever. I mean, look what you're, look what you're playing into. You're just, it's a state industry. It's a government run industry. Totally. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's totally corrupt. <laughs> it's totally corrupt. You shouldn't, I, I wouldn't want to be a part of it at all. Um, I don't know how people even participated in it when the, 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 the state makes up arbitrary, totally arbitrary rules. Yeah. Four, four licenses will go to minorities. Why? Why? <laughs> all right. And that's why I'm in Bitcoin. I don't, and again, so, so but then there are people in Bitcoin, they're like, well, it's, it's unfair that they're not they're not enough minorities in Bitcoin. Well, this is where the big boys play. There's no dictator like Larry Hogan or the Maryland uh, state legislature to say X percent of Bitcoiners have got to be women or have got to be minorities. And I love it that way. I love it that way. That that is freedom. And uh, you know, may the best person win. And there's nothing. As I said at the beginning of the show, there's nothing holding holding uh, women back in college from uh, buying Bitcoin right now. I hope they do. I really, I really hope they do. But the logic of the state of Maryland is that uh, you, we need to control this industry. And the only way that there's equal representation, that other, that certain minorities will get in is if we seek them and give, and give them these licenses. No, they should, if there's going to be, I believe in a world where if you if you want to sell marijuana, you should be able to sell marijuana. That's it. The state doesn't need to give you the permission. And if it just happens to be a certain segment of the population that chooses to sell marijuana, then that's it. That's where the, the big boy. That's where the big boys played, and they chose. Uh, but that's not the way marijuana is in, in the United States. It is it is the complete opposite of a free market. It is a complete opposite. This way, and so and so many of you are like, yeah, pot stocks, pot stocks. It's all tied into this. It's so much different than Bitcoin. You don't. <laughs> You know, you don't, you don't have uh, – Bitcoin doesn't have set-asides for minorities. The, the, the clearly, in, in the United States of America, the pot industry has set-asides for minorities. I just And it's, gover it's completely government-regulated. It's insane. Uh, and 123NoScope said Bitcoin is where the big boys play. There are rules, but no rulers. I hope women buy Bitcoin. But virtue signalers will get wrecked in this space. That is uh, mostly the case. Re virtue signaler. Oh wow, God! I just checked the price of uh, BTC. God, it keeps on pumping, guys. High, high ninety three hundreds for all you fiat freaks out there. Even I got distracted by that. Uh, okay, let's talk about distractions. All you Canadians got distracted. All you ice hockey fans got distracted by basketball. Hey, congrats! I guess don't don't waste too much of your time on it. Uh, that's it's pretty sur, sur you know being a, as I said as a, as a youth I was a big sports fan so it's uh it is a little odd that the NBA champion is in Canada. 
<laughs> whatever that's how it goes don't 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 worry about it too much uh i see jordan peterson launches think spot i don't know a thing about it yet i didn't have time to uh this is the big thing the big plot maybe i hope it incorporates uh, bitcoin somehow uh again he instead of complaining he's competing so good it's good because i'm getting i'm getting so tired of all these people oh it's unfair social media good he's coming up with his own social media i i, I haven't i haven't seen it yet so i want to i want to talk about uh God, we're running out of time. Ben Shapiro, it's almost an hour, which is ridiculous. Ben, a Ben Shapiro weakness. I am a fan of, of, of Ben Shapiro, obviously. I, I quote him a lot. I think he's right a lot. He has some weaknesses. And he doesn't like when people generalize him and say he's part of the alt-right, which he's not, obviously not part of the alt-right. He doesn't like when he gets he gets put into categories that he's not part of. But uh, sometimes he doesn't have enough time to research some things, and he will generalize people. He'll put people in the categories that they're not in, and like Molyneux. Like, and again, I, I don't agree with Stefan Molyneux and everything, but we, we've got, uh, and I think I linked to it below, where where Ben Shapiro, the video where he's, he's putting Molyneux into, uh, because the New York Times was really ripping on Molyneux, but it was ripping on Ben Shapiro a little bit too, and you know, Ben Shapiro is trying to separate himself from Molyneux and and and. And to an extreme where he puts Molyneux in a category that he's not in, that he's, and so Ben Shapiro has a desire to be accepted, to fit in to a group of conservatives that's not too radical. And there was a comment underneath the video, but that I was not the only one that noticed that Ben Shapiro does this. I try to say it politely, but here, the, one person said, is this some kind of sacrifice to the left-wing mainstream you have to deliver every once in a while to get reinvited to CNN. And it's, it's a great point. Does that some of the things that, so maybe it's due to lack of research that he miscategorizes people, but maybe it's because he doesn't want them to be in his, he doesn't want to be in their category. He wants to be in this comfortable conservative category where he can still get invited to CNN, where he can, where he's not too controversial. So his embrace of the intellectual dark web that he gets criticized on for, I think they might have a point that he wants this intellectual dark web to be the, the radicals that aren't too radical. Okay, you, you take it to a certain level, but you can't take it to that next level. And if people have gone beyond his level, then they don't fit in. They, then he can say whatever he wants to about them. And that's, it's a little hypocritical on his part. He, he's he's got to take a more measured approach to this, a, a thinking man's approach and not want to fit in so much. I think he's really got a desire to fit on, in on a certain level. On other levels, he doesn't want to fit. I mean, he's a conservative Jewish guy, so he doesn't want to fit in to certain stereotypes, clearly, clearly. He, I mean, he's got strong beliefs. He's got things that he believes in, but he, he, he you got to watch the video. And again, I don't agree with Molyneux on everything, but mis, miscategorizing Molyneux and just making him like an untouchable, it's, it's not a good look. Um, but hey, to each his own. We'll see where it. We'll see what he values, where it brings him. Um, and again, so I, 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 I get. I, I admire Ben Shapiro a lot. I think he's he's he he does bring out some emotionless topics sometimes. And I think some traditional conservative stuff that he it isn't corny stuff. It's stuff some really basic stuff you can learn from. But um, yeah, he, he I, and then Molyneux. I can like them both, okay? And I don't like Molyneux that much, but there, there are definitely things you can learn from Molyneux too. Definitely, definitely stuff. Um, so compete, don't complain again. 
This is uh, I'll save this for next time. Forget. Use the Brave browser, people. Use the Brave browser. It's I've started using it. It's good. It's fast. It's something to try out. Okay. Okay. We I gotta skip all this stuff. I just want to end it. I want to end it with this real quick because we're at we're at the hour mark. Uh, there's stuff linked to below. You're like, whoa, what the heck? Uh, the Jewish. I I, I read this. Uh, where did I? The Jewish sage Benzoma addresses this issue when it's posed in this question. Who is strong? Benzoma did not glorify bodybuilders or warriors. Rather, he said, true strength is found in the person who overcomes his impulses. As it says, slowness to anger is better than a mighty person. Yeah, this week's uh, Torah portion talked about people who control their impulses. Uh, I'm not going to get into it, but that is why I stumbled upon this, this sage from back in the day. Who is strong? It's not the bodybuilders or the warriors. It is found in person who overcomes his impulses. Impulse control, people. That is strength. Do not be impulsive over the long term. You will be successful. Slow to anger. Don't go spastically angry on people. You will regret it. Um, you, you are mighty if you can control your emotions. If you, you are strong, if you are not impulsive, if you do not do wild, crazy things, if you can put things off, if you can defer gratification. You don't need a high all the time. You can defer gratification. And, and that was what the Torah portion I, I was partially about this week and what this uh, – Torah commentator brought up a long time ago. So I thought I would, I would conclude with that, that even, even in the old days, they were, they were saying impulse control, deferral gratification, <laughs> pound that like button, they were saying. All right, study that Torah, they were saying. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video, check out the links below, bang that bell button, pound that like button. Uh, I'll say hi to you guys in the chat. Bye-bye.